Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode number 17 of the Leading Yourself podcast. Today, I'm here with a little treat for you. A couple of weeks ago, earlier in the month, I was able, had the privilege to participate in the RISE conference at Toronto. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I really enjoy it. I came up so pumped up, so inspired. There were so many great insights. Um, and I thought I would use today's episode to share with you my experience attending this conference, what are, were my key takeaways and learnings. If you haven't heard about the RISE conference before, the RISE conference is a women's conference. Wait a second, men listening to this episode, please don't skip. There are, I promise, there are insights that are helpful for everyone, women and men. But the RISE conferences are women conferences that take uh, place over a weekend, typically Thursday through Saturday. They are uh, multiple of these taking place across different locations in the U.S. And for the first time, there was a RISE conference in Canada taking place in Toronto. And these are organized by the Hollis Company. The Hollis Company is a company that was founded by Rachel Hollis, and she's the one who leads this conference um, and invites a bunch of amazing keynote speakers. But if you haven't heard about Rachel Hollis, in what world do you live? Rachel Hollis is a two times bestseller book author. He has wrote several books, but her last two books made it to New York best time sellers. Girl, stop apologizing and girl, wash your face. I had the opportunity to read both of her books last year. I love them. And since then, I've been following her and find her super inspirational, just a role model. So I was very excited to have the opportunity to participate in her conference taking place in Toronto at the beginning of the month. So here I am and I'm ready to share with you all my insights, all my key takeaways and all the things that I've learned in this amazing conference. So let's dig in. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. So I mentioned that the RISE conference takes over three days. And there is a theme for each of the three days of the conference. Day one is all about owning your past Day two is about owning your present and day three is about owning your future. 
And I love the way that they structure the conference and everything flows so seamlessly. And it's so important that we're able to own our past before we can own our present and our future. So day one started with perspective. And we talked about the definition of perspective and Rachel did an exercise that um, really demonstrated the power of perspective and how perspective can really be a game changer, right? So he asked for the shortest person in the audience. So Pam, and I only mentioned her name because those who follow Rachel Hollis have read her books. Pam has a meaning in her books, but Pam was four foot nine. And then she also asked for the tallest person in the audience, which was 6'10". So just imagine putting these two women side to side, 4'9 and 6'10". And Rachel asked the audience, who is taller? And obviously, it was obvious. Then he moved them around and the tallest person walked further back and the shortest person stayed at the front of the stage to a point that the tallest person had walked back enough that depending from the angle that you were looking at, they appeared to be the same height. And the reality is that there is a big difference in their height. But our perspective from the angle that we were looking at it, they seem to be the same height. And this was to make the point that a lot of times we make decisions, we look at things from our own perspective. And our perspective not always is aligned with the facts and the reality. And also the fact that there are problems that they seem big and terrible. Um, But a lot of times they are not as big as and terrible as they are. It's just a matter of our perspective. There was also a point being made around this topic of perspective that maybe not everything happens for a reason but we can definitely find a reason on everything that we've gone through. And that is important to remember that we are in control of our perspective. We might not be in control of what happened to us, but we are in control of the perspective from which we are looking at what happened to us. We many times adopt a perspective from our past that transmits off results on either confidence or insecurity. When we fall into the insecurity side, we tend to get hung up or create our own perception that we are not enough. We all, and especially women, have at one point think that we are not enough. And there are, we have in our heads many of those I am not enough thoughts. And these I am not enough statements are stopping us from pursuing our dreams and becoming who are we meant to be. So 
in the conference, she teach us how in order to fight back and overcome those I am not enough beliefs that we have in our mind, we need a power self-assurance statement. One statement that is bigger and stronger than our I am not enough statements. And she shared an example. So again, if you don't know who Rachel Hollis is, she's an entrepreneurial. She's been growing and sizing her company for years, but she is very successful. She owns a multi-million media company and she only has a high school diploma. And she talks about this all the time. In She talks about it in her book, in her podcast, in social media. And her not enough statement was, I am not smart enough. And that especially came around finances and influence from the past. The fact that she only had a high school diploma and didn't have a college degree. And that was limiting herself really to take her business to the next level. But then she started thinking about what are some facts. So her perspective is I'm not smart enough. She started looking for facts that would prove her perception wrong. And what she found out is that every time that she had faced a difficult situation in her business, she was able to figure it out and come to the other side stronger and being able to continue to grow and scale her business. So that became her power statement. And that was powerful, more powerful than her limiting belief, her perception that she was not smart enough. And that helped her to continue to grow and scale her business. Sometimes we just need to act the way that we want to feel. And she make us do a little exercise to prove this point as well. But she asked us to start laughing. And maybe we didn't felt like, but she's like, just fake it. Just start laughing. And at one point, she said, stand up as soon as your laugh is authentic. Like you're really laughing. And you could see how people start standing up. At one point, which started with faking a a laugh, everyone was laughing and feeling like laughing. So a few tools that can help us change our perspective. There were four things that were shared at Rice Conference. One is to ask yourself if your perception is real or is just a story that you're telling to yourself. A lot of times the perceptions that we form are just stories that we tell ourselves and not actual facts. So asking that to yourself and spending time thinking about that and answering that question um, can help you fight and change your perspective. The second thing is to set step outside of your perspective. Change the scenery, switch up the people that you're interacting with, and give yourself a break 
from social media. A lot of times when we change our scenery or we start talking to different people and interacting with different people, that helps us change our perspective. Number three was to choose your perspective. So imagine the best version of yourself and ask yourself what perspective does she need to have to be whole and happy. Number four was to surround yourself with examples of the perspective that you want to adopt. Sometimes you, even when you want to adopt a certain perspective, it's hard to get there. But surrounding yourself with people that are role models or examples of that perspective can help you change and adapt your perspective. And not you don't need to be physically surrounded by these people, but sometimes you can do this by reading books or listening to podcasts. Uh, one book that she recommended and I will recommend as well to you is Mindset by Carol Dewick. It's an amazing book. It talks about um, the growth mindset and um, definitely recommend that book. Okay, then we have the first keynote speaker, Jen Hatmaker. She talked about how, as women, we tend to take less space and make ourselves smaller. And she encouraged the audience to not let the negative, the disappointments, the disrespect that we might have faced in the past or the criticism to... Um, determine our present or our future. She talked about how many of the things that we really want to do or aspire to or accomplish might not make sense or seem not to make sense and that um, then making not sense um, is because they don't fit with the stereotypes or the approved ones that society imposes on us. And typically for women, we are very much influenced by those approved ones of what women should want or should aspire to. And typically these are always other people's ones and not our own. Sometimes she said that we think our ones are too ambitious and we think that being ambitious is something negative and maybe selfish. But the reality is that ambition doesn't mean that you're now the sole recipient of your energy. You don't have to pick and choose between pursuing your dreams and caring for your family or being a great mom. We don't have to pick. We can do it all. Another key message that she shared, uh, which was shared by other keynote speakers throughout the conference, is the fact that we are unique. Many times we don't pursue our dreams because we think that someone has already done what we want to do. And that stops us from pursuing that dream. The truth is that no one has done your work yet. They couldn't possibly can because they are not you. Finally, she touched on 
jealously and how women we tend to experience or be jealous for other women's success. How we sometimes may feel less um, and trip up other women because we are jealous. We need to stop that. And instead, we need to stand up and cheer other women as loudly as we can. We need to move away from a scarcity mindset because there is enough and there is plenty for all of us. Um, this many times don't come natural for women, but we need to keep doing it and keep pushing ourselves to do it to the point that it comes natural. And related to this, she finally introduced this idea of a squad related to this topic. And she referenced how female elephants protect each other on their more most vulnerable moments and they trumpet each other over their successes. And I wish I could, you could see that picture that she shared. The idea is that women, we need to always have each other's back and we need to trumpet each other's success. The next keynote speaker was Brie Barone, known by her friends as Beans. Beans is the founder of Other Dreamers, which is a diversity and inclusion company. Um, she's done a lot of work in training around diversity and inclusion. She is one of Rachel's uh, best friends. And oh my God, I saw a post of her in Instagram saying that this was her first keynote speaking in event. Um, and she was amazing. Uh, very, very early in her um, keynote, she threw out there a question uh, or a reflection that really left me thinking. The question was, is my life a reflection of who I want to be or is a reaction to not upset the people around me? That was an amazing question, such deep question, um, and really got me thinking how many times we act in a certain way because we don't want to upset people around us versus making the decisions and doing the things that represent the person that we want to become. She talked about fear in her keynote um, and how we will never arrive to a place where we are not longer afraid, but we can arrive at a place where we are in control of our fear, and that should be our goal. She also made a point that we need to be willing to ask ourselves the hard questions, even if those questions scare us. At the end of the day, she says that we have two options, either we can um, stand to the standards of, the, of what others expect of us or we can step out and become the person that we want to become and that we are meant to be. No matter what of these choices we pick is going to be hard. They're both hard. It's up to us to choose what we want to do. We want to stand to 
others' standards of what they expect of us, or we want to step out of that and become that person that we want to become and we're meant to become. Sometimes we believe that there is something wrong about ourselves or we don't know um, whether we're going to be capable of something, of doing something or achieving something. And a lot of times that comes from a place of us not having enough or having the wrong information. Talking about information, something I had not thought about and found very eye-opening is the fact that we typically start with information on who we don't want to be. And we need more information on who we do want to become, like a personal vision. It was amazing to me how many people do not have a personal uh, vision. Many times for many people, that might be the missing link in this whole story. We always should focus on moving towards something versus moving away from something. And that I think it's something that I completely agree with, that I've always believed. And it was a nice um, reminder. But it says it all starts with you and you believing that you deserve it. Um, you can change your perspective. You can own your past. If you can move into your future on becoming who you want to become, who you're meant to be, if you don't start believing that you deserve it. Uh, many times we talk ourselves out of becoming that person that we want to become uh, because we believe that we don't deserve it. And that is influenced by our past and our past experiences. We convince ourselves that it's a lie. We look at others around us who are successful and we convince ourselves that we'll never be that person. Um, and the truth is that the only difference between us and those that we admire in most cases, it's just that they were committed to a vision, that they have a vision and they're committed to their vision. One way to up, up our accountability, she said, is to share our dreams with others, which this is something that I have talked about in previous episodes of this podcast um, on a way to increase our accountabilities to make a public statement, share with the world where our dreams are, where our vision is. Um, and she mentioned this in the sense of those that care about us, if they know what our dreams are, what our vision is, they will remind us of our dreams and our vision when we need it the most in those times where we are guessing ourselves or we're insecure or we're afraid. Um, no one says that pursuing your dreams will be easy, she said, but think just for a moment. What would it be your life if you stepped into a space being yourself versus stepping in to justify your existence? Another deep question that she throw out there. Um, she mentioned that we always should be focused on bringing our existence to every place that we go, on truly being ourselves and think about the fact that our, those hard moments which build our resilience. Resilience is not built when things are easy and are going smooth. 
um, but they are um, built um, during those hard moments. So we need to reclaim our hard moments and you know, that anger, that bitterness, that disappointment that we might have felt about our past or that we feel today about our past, we now need to bring those um, in order for them to become our strength, our pride, and our joy. She shared a quote um, during her keynote that I took note of and also who wrote that quote because I was intending to look for the book by this author called Octavia Butler. And it says, our job is to plant seeds for trees will never seed under. How true is that and how powerful is that? We need to think beyond ourselves. That was what I took away from this quote, that a lot of times we're working on something that is important to us, a cause that is important to us, a vision that is important to us. And we might not see that vision fully realized, but someone after us will. And our contribution to that cause and that vision and that dream matters, even if we will not see it under the shadow of that tree. So our job is to plant seeds for trees will never seed under by Octavia Butler. And she ended up her keynote with a very empowering message. You have everything that you need to become what you want to become. So claim your life, claim that life that you want for yourself. So that was uh, the keynote by Beans. It was amazing. As I said, I took a lot out of it. Um, she is launching a book Um and I think the book is going to be amazing and I'm looking forward when it's out for sale to get it and read it uh, because as I said, she was very inspiring, very authentic. Like she came across so authentic, so down to earth and um, her stories were so powerful. So very, very inspiring. Also very inspiring was an exercise that both Beans and Rachel did on day one, Own Your Past. Uh, they facilitated this exercise and it was really eye-opening for me. And it reminded me on how fortunate I am. How fortunate I am to have such a blessed life. That while I might complain about challenges and roadblocks on my way, there's always someone out there, maybe close to me that has much bigger, worse challenges. It's a reason to be thankful for the life that I have, even with all those challenges. And there might be someone out there, there's probably someone out there that is praying to have the life that you have. No matter how bad, how challenging that looks for you, that feels for you, there's someone that is praying to have what you have. And that was uh, an amazing exercise, really eye-opening. Uh, they had a checklist with different statements. Uh, they were really, really, really hard statements. 
and we were asked to check which ones apply to us. And they were terrible things on those um, in that list, like really terrible things that can happen in your life. And then we were asked to fold it and exchange it with someone and then exchange it with someone else and then with someone else and someone else until we completely lost track of where our paper was. And then this exercise was stand up for a sister and basically Rachel and Beans read the statements and they asked that anyone who had that statement in the paper that they end up with that would stand up for her sister, uh, meaning the person who fill out the, the checklist. And looking around and seeing all the women that were standing up of things like suffering anxiety or depression or having lost a loved one or having been a victim of a rape or, um, I mean, really horrible things on that list. So looking around and seeing, uh, on one hand, is com comforting to know that you're not alone in some of those things. On the other hand, it was scary to see how many people have these challenges and have these things in their paths that um, are putting that weight in their shoulders. Of course, day one on your past could not be closed by anybody else but Rachel Hollis herself. And she closed the day talking about fear. She talked about that voice in the back of our heads, that negative self-talk that we all have, even those that think that don't. Um, those that think that don't have that voice is just that that voice has become noise. But we all have it. She challenged us to try to visualize that voice in the form of a person. She said, how would she look like? Um, and then imagine that that person was right there in front of you, telling you all those things that you're hearing in the back of your head. We probably would think that that person is crazy and we would not listen to her. Um, the reason that that voice in the back of our heads um, hurts us so much is because typically most of the time is talking about those things that are most important to us. She talked about how sometimes we are so afraid of our past or where we are today that we play safe. We pick a bad true over the possibility of what can be. She ended the day talking about how important it is to own our past and to love ourselves. She talked about how sometimes the people around us, the people in our lives can be, can, maybe they don't believe in us and in our dreams and in our vision. And how many times um, in order for others to see that dream, that vision of ours, we need to achieve it first. Many times we show up as someone else looking for approval of others because we are afraid that they will not approve us for who we are. We need to be careful with playing that game because it will, we will never be enough. We will never feel that we are enough if we play that game. Uh, we will never be enough if we're just looking for constantly for that validation from others. If we 
don't have enough love for ourselves, we can't expect others to love us as we want them to do. And loving ourselves means that even when we go through challenges, when we get pushbacks, when our loved ones challenge us and push back on our dreams and our vision, we keep doing us. Um, she covers three types of fear of failure. Um, and she talks about this in her podcast, in her book, I believe as well. The fact that we are really not afraid of failure. What we are afraid of is of others seen as fail. That is really what our fear is grounded. And she talked about three types of fear. She talked about fear, um, the loss of love, the loss of security, and the loss of pride. And she unfolds the FEAR acronym. Uh, FEAR stands for, the F stands for false, the E for evidence, the A for appearing, and the R for real. So FEAR is false evidence appearing real. I love that acronym. Many times the things that we are afraid of are things we made up in our minds. They are things that have never happened or will never happen. So she asked us to think about a personal failure where we were able in the past um, to overcome it. And one thing that we would pursue if we were not afraid or we were sure or assured that we will not fail. We also reflected on one thing that we're grateful for because we failed. On one accomplishment we take pride of due to our um, consistency and persistence. And if you have read her books, you might remember she shared a letter to her written by her um, persistence. Well, she had us wrote that letter to ourselves from our persistence to ourselves and then share that with someone else. And that was a very cool experience. At the end of the day, um, we claim who we want to be and we pick a word for 2020. And if you have been listening to my podcast, you know that I already had a word for 2020. And after this pack day of great experiences and insights, I still kept the same word. And my word for this year is impact. Um, okay, now moving on to day two, own your present. Day two was a very energetic day. We moved a lot and have lots of fun. But if it wasn't in day two, when? Day two was about owning your present and a big part of day two was around health and learning that um, being in great health is about the way that we feel. Day two started with some exercise, of course. We move our bodies uh, to get full of energy and this was a theme throughout the event. So after every break, before we started every session, there was some time of movement or dancing or exercising to get our energies up. Um, and I really appreciated that. It was, a, it was different from I'm, what I'm used to when going to conferences or events. And it was fun and energetic. And um, it was definitely part of the experience.
And let me tell you that I burned over 700 calories all out of a two by two space wearing um, dress shoes and without having any type of equipment or workout clothes or anything like that. This to make a point of how important it is to move our bodies and that we don't have to do crazy things, just do what we can with what we have where we are. We talked about the illness wellness continuum and how, um, you know, all living things are either growing or dying. And we stay, um, and when we stay in our comfort zones, for too long, we start to lower our standards to the point that we can, can negatively impact our health. And uh, moving to those high levels of wellness requires and takes constant movement in that direction by making the right choices every day. Um, the foundation of this is that our health is very important. And if we want to be successful, if we want to thrive, if we want to claim um, that life that we're aiming for, we need to take care of ourselves. Um, that was the whole point. That morning, we also talked about the difference between symptoms and root cause and the fact that if we treat the symptoms, they will continue to come back. And not only that, but they might create new issues. And the reason why we typically treat just the symptoms is because we're always looking for immediate fixes and for comfort. Uh, but doing so becomes almost like a vicious circle. When talking about um, health, Rachel emphasized that it involves not only our physical health, but also our mental and emotional health, and that we need to constantly work on all three of them. We got a chance also um, to go a little bit deeper into body image and how it can limit us from being our true selves and pursue our dreams. For this part, Rachel interviewed live Amy Portfield. Um, I could relate a lot with her. Um, it was very inspiring. If you are interested to learn more about this interview, I encourage you to listen to the Rise Together podcast, episode 82. I know that Rachel had had this conversation with Amy before, and she actually uh, shared it in one of her uh, podcasts. So really recommend you to listen to that if you're interested to learn more about body image and how it can impact, um, again, being your true self. Of course, in a day focused on owning the present, we had to talk about habits. And those that have been hanging out with me long enough, you know that I'm very keen into habits. Um, so I was very excited to see this as part of the agenda and part of the things that she covered. She opened with a very powerful quote saying that power plants don't have energy, they generate energy and that it is possible for us to generate our own energy and we can do so um, by having healthy habits um, that will help us generate our own energy. 
Rachel explained how the habit is formed and what are the different components of a habit. And I believe that I have talked about those in previous episodes of this podcast. But basically, it starts with a cue or a trigger. Uh, We call it trigger when it's associated with a bad habit. Um, And that cue or trigger can be situational. Sometimes it's a point in time of the day. Sometimes it's a person who triggers us, maybe an event or a place or a situation. Uh, The second component is action. So following and following the action, there is always a reward. Sometimes that reward is positive. Sometimes it's it's avoiding something negative. When we think about trying to change the cycle of a habit, really the part that is under our control is the action. We might not have a control over the cues, but we can control how we react to those cues and what action follows those cues. So Rachel shares some tips on what to do when we're triggered and maybe suffering as a result. So in the case of negative or bad habits, And basically how to change an action after being triggered when that action, um, again, is negative um, for us. Um, Because habits can be both good and bad. So here are some of the tips that she shared. One of the things that she shared is start by asking yourself, what triggered you? Many times we go about through the day and there's studies that say that about 60% of the quote unquote decisions that we make throughout the day are not really decisions, but are habits. And a lot of times, especially when a habit is really ingraining us, we do it without thinking. That is why they're a habit, right? Um, And sometimes we don't even know what trigger us act in a certain way. So asking ourselves what trigger us um, can be very powerful. And it will be the starting point. If we can identify what the trigger is, then we can focus on changing the action that follows that trigger. Um, If you don't know what the trigger is, one way to figure out the trigger is to go by your day and say, okay, you know, I woke up and everything was fine. And at one point, something changed. So try to identify what point during the day that changed and that can help you find and isolate what was the triggered. Another tip that um, she share is to use that information to figure out if it's real or if it's just made up um, in our heads. Um, Also go back to your power statement, that power statement that I talked about Um, associated with the I am not enough um, statements. Um, Also to force yourself to do your favorite physical movement as a replacement for that action. So, uh, you know, I talked to you that we moved a lot in the event, we danced a little bit or a lot, and um, how that and doing that can be a replacement for that negative action. So if once you're triggered, try to engage in your favorite physical movement, and that can detour you from that negative action. Also, change the scenery. Uh, Leave the place where you were in when you were triggered and try to go somewhere else, and that can also help 
you find a different way to react to that trigger and replace that action. Um, and then when it comes to health, some other tips that she shared was, of course, to move your body every day, to limit the sugar and caffeine intake during the day, to avoid your triggers, and to be aware of your hormonal cycles because that might have an impact on our sensitivity to those triggers. One homework out of this section was to change or stop a current habit by taking a 30-day challenge. So that is something that I will definitely do, uh, trying to work on a, a habit that I'm trying to change or stop and take on that 30-day challenge. On day two also, we had the honor to listen to Trent Shelton. I only learned about Trent recently and I absolutely admire him. Um, when you have a chance to listen to him, you'll understand why is that um, and why he's been so successful as a motivational speaker, even though he doesn't like to call himself a motivational speaker because um, he says, I'm not here to motivate you. I'm here for you to take action, uh, which is more than just motivate you. And I, I really admire that part. Um, he has wrote in a book, um, a second book is underway. He also hosts uh, a podcast. He has a YouTube channel where he does a lot of or shares a lot of his work. Uh, if you have a chance, go check it out. Uh, his speech always is action-oriented, uh, which I totally love and totally appreciate. And I think during this keynote uh, from Trent is when I took the most notes and it was very inspiring. Um, he talks about um, the story on when he became a speaker, a public speaker. He used to be an NFL player and... Um, he he got out of that and now he's a public speaker and he was very much criticized at the beginning when he started this career path because of the way that he looks and the way that he talks and he stood true to who he is and that is what makes him so unique so let me share with you my key takeaways from Trent's keynote. He started, of course, being very direct. Uh, his podcast, uh, his new book is going to be called Straight Up. And that really represents his style. He's very straight up and direct in, in his approach. And that is how he opened this keynote. He started saying, you know, there's a lots of energy in this room. Um, I can feel that everyone is very excited to be here, to learn new things, to absorb all what you can from, from me and from all the other keynote speakers. And while being excited is great, being excited is not enough. And he said, when you know yourself, you become empowered. But when you own yourself, you become invincible. And you need to stop being an expectator. He said, we all have a gift inside of ourselves. And some people will leave that gift unwrapped. 
the application is what creates transformation. So not just listen and take notes, but make sure that you apply what you're learning because it's in the application that you'll find that transformation. And I recall a quote from John Maxwell that says, knowledge is not power, applied knowledge is power. Um, and this is so, so true. He also talked about how the only opportunities that exist are the ones that we create for ourselves and that we live in our limitations and we disqualify ourselves so much and so frequently. And the fact that a lot of times that is because, as Rachel had shared before, we are afraid of uh, what others may say, or we are afraid of, um, you know, making other people uncomfortable. And for that reason, we don't go forward and all in with our dreams. And, and he said, everyone who tells you how to do something or what to do, they have not done it by themselves. Anyone who has achieved more than you have is not going to stop you, but is going to help you, is not going to question you, is going to support you. So he said there are a few things that you need to stop. And he said, you need to stop talking yourself out of your goals. He said, facts over feelings. Attract your impossibilities. You'll never get to the next level if you don't let your fears that are keeping you away from those things and you just let them go. Um, fear creates a known output for a situation that you haven't been through yet. And you don't know what that output is going to be, but you are afraid of that output that you're making up in your mind. But you don't even know if that is going to be the output. So try things out. Don't say you're just fear. Um, in order to overcome fear, you need to try what you are afraid of and you need to face your fears. The second thing you need to stop is to stop giving people permission um, to, to let you down, to hold you back. You don't need a support system. We all always think we need a support system. He said, you do not need a support system. Their support does not equate to your success. Someone can't understand your vision if they don't have the same experiences that you have. They will not support it until they see you making it a reality, which is something that Rachel had also alluded before. Um, he said, if you treat your dreams as a hobby, don't be disappointed that you only partially achieve your dreams. The third thing to stop, he says, you need to stop accepting the no's and the can'ts. He said, go prove yourself wrong. Uh, number four, he said, stop letting perception stop your life. We are a lot of times concerned about judgment from others. And the truth is that they will judge you no matter what. So at least give them a reason why to judge you. 
so those were the four things he said we need to stop doing. Then he shared a quote. Um, I love quotes, so I'm going to be sharing all the amazing quotes that he shared. But one quote, quote that he shared in, he, in his keynote was, you deserve exactly what you settle for. Wow. You deserve exactly what you settle for. We tend to blame everybody else. It's everybody else's fault, right? When we complain, we are giving that other permission, that other situation or thing that control over our lives. He said, we need to have a mentality that it starts all with you. It all starts with me. The world would keep going. He's like, you know, a lot of times we might think we are irreplaceable. And the truth is that if we leave our jobs today, there will be a backfill tomorrow. The business will continue to go on. They will replace you. They might be able to replace your position. They will not be able to replace you as a unique individual. He said, you might not be in control on what the world gives you, but you are in control on what you accept. And if we give per people permission not to respect ourselves, then we're not respecting our own selves. Then he shared three questions to know what you deserve. And let me share what those questions are. The first one, what standards do I have to leave in order to create the life that I want to have? Stay committed and consistent. You can become legendary if you're not consistent. Consistency is the way to legendary. If you can be consistent at the things that you don't like, why can you not be consistent at the things that you really love? And I really love this exercise that he did. So he asked, please raise your hand, anyone who has a consistency problem. And there was lots of people who raised their hands. And he's like, really? And he proved everyone wrong. He's like, you are telling me that you have a consistency problem. But let me ask you something, he said. How many people here have show up every day for a job that they did not love, that they actually hate, that they had a bad boss, they didn't like the job, lots of hands raising up. Okay. How many of you went to school every day even though you didn't like to go to school? So really, we don't have a consistency problem. We have a commitment problem. If you don't show up for yourself, that has consequences. And that is what differentiates what, whatever you say you're not consistent today with going to that job or going to school. The reason why you went to that job even though you hated the job or you went to school even you didn't like school is because you vividly understood what would be the consequences. 
So if you want to be consistent, you need to start by be committed. And you do that by understanding vividly what will be the cost. If you don't show up for the things that you know you need, it's because you're selfish. The second question, what have you bring, sorry, what have you been given life to that hasn't been given life to you? And then here he talked about self-care and how self-care is not selfish, but it's necessary. And he repeats this a lot in his podcast and videos and in his book. You need to protect your peace. Make it necessary. Make it a non-negotiable to protect your peace. Just make it a priority. The third question was, what is going to be the reason why you will choose not to settle in your life anymore? So stop complaining about things you're not willing to change. Stop complaining about things that you're not willing to change. Another quote that he shared that I love. Sometimes you need to make decisions that will hurt your heart, but will heal your soul. Let me repeat that. Sometimes you need to make decisions that will hurt your heart, but will heal your soul. Certain bridges in your life need to be burned. We always talk about not burning bridges, but there are bridges in your life that need to be burned. If you don't do it, that will delay you from building the bridges that you really need to have in your life. Have a conversation with your future self. What would she tell you? What does consistency tell you? Because consistency never lies. What do I add to my life by subtracting for? So if I take something away, what is that I'm adding to my life as I'm subtracting that? And think about relationships that are maybe are holding you back, that are hurting you, and or things that uh, are subtracting for your life that can add to your peace and to your joy. Um, and the other question is, does this consistency drain you or energize you? No matter how hard or how impossible um, it is, you need to get it done. And th- especially those things that energize you. Um, and you need to think about that and this mentality or no matter how hard or impossible it seems, I need to get it done versus saying it's easier said than done. Um, a lot of people use that phrase, it's easier said than done as an excuse not to take action. But instead, we should be thinking and having this mindset that no matter what, if this is a priority, if this is important, if this is going to heal my soul, I need to go forward and go all in. Another quote that he shared, you're a choice away from a new beginning and a commitment away from a new life. I'll repeat that again. You are a choice away from a new beginning and a commitment away from a new life. 
You need to be very careful, he shared, with what you identify yourself with. He, um, I mentioned he was an NFL player and for him, football was his life. That was his identity. When he lost football, he lost himself. And he talks about this story and this is how he came up with what he called rehab time, which is the program that he's most known for. But you need his messages. You need to be careful with what you identify yourself because if you lose that, you will lose yourself. You need to focus on what you can control and what can you change right now. Sometimes your biggest disappointment can be your biggest blessing. So without struggle, there is no strength. Sometimes we're in the middle of a situation that seems challenging and disappointing but a few years from now looking back that thing that hard moment might be the biggest blessing in your life and the other thing to keep in mind that he mentioned is you are not a mistake just because you made a few mistakes um so Bad past can still create a great future. And the perfect time that exists, the only perfect time that exists is right now. And we need to take action right now in our present if we want to build that future, that life that we dream of. And that was um, Trent's keynote. Um, As I said, full of energy. He's just amazing. Um, he is straight up, straight to the point, tell you the things as they are. And um, that really resonated with me, his message. And I took note of all those amazing quotes. Um, so really, really great. And then they too ended again with Rachel. Rachel talked a lot about um, health. She talked about water and how we should aim to drink half of our body weight in ounces of water, which is something that I have talked over and over in this podcast. We did a nutrition assessment, a self-assessment to identify where might be some areas where we can improve Um, and not talking about a diet, but I'm talking about habits. Um, I'm talking about um, having balance in our lives and fueling our our bodies. Um, We talked about um, also fitness. So moving your body every day for at least 30 minutes and um, find something that we enjoy and stick with that that we enjoy. She also talked about sleep and the importance of sleep. She shares some of her tips to be able to have a good night's sleep. And then she went into morning routine. And if you have listened long enough to my podcast, you know this is one thing that has changed my life. I had an episode just dedicated to talk about morning routines and I share my morning routine and the elements I I incorporate on my morning routine. And... um, You know, I build that over time based on what has worked or not for me. And it was very much aligned with the things that Rachel um, shared. So 
Uh, in my podcast, I told you I built seven elements into my morning routine. She talked about four. She talked about um, doing something for your faith. So praying or meditating or studying, uh, doing something for your mind, like reading or listening to a podcast, doing something for your body. So those 30 minutes of movement and then set intentions um, for the day. And um, she also is a proponent of um, gratitude as part of the morning routine. In fact, the, the practice that I currently do around gratitude, that is something that I learned from Rachel Hollis. We also find out um, during day two of the conference that Rachel is writing, or she has already wrote, another book that will be out in December. And uh, the theme of the book is about health. And I'm not, she shared a lot of things uh, that will be in the book, which was amazing to be able to have that preview of some of the things that she covers in the book. But of course, the book hasn't been published yet, so I'm not going to share anything related to that. Um, but watch out for that book because it's going to be amazing. Um, and that was um, day two, uh, Own Your Present. Finally, day three, own your future. I was, I am still so bummed, um, so disappointed that I missed day three of uh, the conference because day three was the day that I was most looking forward to. Um, in my personal journey, I am in a point where I am focused a lot on owning my future so I was really, really, really looking forward for day three and I missed it. But the intention for day three um, is to create a roadmap that will take everyone from where we are to where we want to go. It's a day where people got fire up, inspire and talk about tactical ways to pursue their version of more and um it's, it was a day of dreaming big. And one of the things um, that Rachel talks a lot about is this fact of choose a dream and go all in with that dream. And unfortunately, there's not much that I can share about day three because I wasn't there. Uh, but I'm planning to connect with some people that were there to get their insights. And maybe I'll do another episode just focus on owning your future. But I want to share with you a few things that I've learned from Rachel through their books, through her podcast. Um, she also does life coaching. And this is one piece that I really, really admire on Rachel. And it's her determination to achieve her dreams and how she goes all in with her dreams one at a time. So she talks about the fact of we need to choose one dream and then go all in. The only way to completely own the future is to know where you want to go. Um, so she walk the participants, and I've done this exercise before, so I can speak to it even though I wasn't there, but a visualization exercise to visualize uh, what 
everyone wanted to be, where they want to be, what they wanted to accomplish in the next 10 years. Um, so during this exercise, basically you write down, you know, trying to visualize yourself in 10 years and try to write down your wildest dreams of what you want to accomplish. And then she takes you to the next level and said, okay, now put that on asteroids um, and take it to the next level. And then she walks you on a process to narrow down that vision that you have of your future and turn that into your 10-year goals or your 10-year dreams and pick 10 dreams for the next 10 years. Um, This is an exercise that I have done before. If you follow Rachel Hollis, um, she has shared that before in her podcast. So you'll be able to find that visualization exercise and do it yourself. If you're interested in doing that, I greatly recommend that. Um, And um, yeah, and then she talks about a roadmap on how to get to your goals. And this roadmap is described in her book, Girls Stop Apologizing, and basically how you define your milestones. And then uh, she calls them the mile markers. And she tends to identify three mile markers from today to the finish line, and then try to figure out what she needs to do to hit that mile marker. So is this concept of breaking down your dream in smaller pieces uh, that are more achievable and where you can find ways on how to achieve um, each of those steps, really. The other concept that she shares a lot is the fact that big dreams should not have an expiration date. Um, when you have task, you put deadlines, right, to your task. But we should not put deadlines to our dreams. And she shares, if I would have put an expiration date to my dreams, I would have not write, girl, wash your face and girl, stop apologizing. I will not be a New York Times bestseller author because that was a dream that she had even before she even started writing. And it was until her sixth or eighth book that she actually achieved that. So uh, that concept is really a different perspective. It was for me. And it's something that uh, I really like and appreciate, the fact that big dreams don't have expiration days. Um, So that was another key um, theme And there was also some talk about um, self-care on owning your your future. Um, That And also was talked about the fact that working on yourself isn't always easy, but it's important to understand that changes don't happen overnight. But working towards your goals is something that you have to do every day, really. There is some soul work and some reflection that is needed and that you need to think about how you're going to move forward and really own your future and take that ownership and that accountability for the life that you want to leave and the person that you want to become. In day three, there were three keynote speakers that I missed. 
Um, one was Dave Hollis, which is Rachel's husband. He's the CEO of the Hollis company. He used to work for 20 years at, um, as a VP of sales at Walt Disney. And she, he just, um, he just published a book, Get on, Out of Your Own Way, uh, just um, came out March 10th. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I just got my copy of the book and I'm intending to listen it in Audible. I'll be sharing my insights on the book, um, but I have the feeling that I really going to like it. So he spoke on owning your future. There was also um, Stacy Flowers. Um, to be honest, I haven't heard about Stacy before until... A couple of weeks before the conference and I happened to learn about her one because she was on the agenda for the event and two because she was a guest at uh, Rachel's podcast the rice podcast and um, I really really liked her um, and her stories and the way she speaks so I was bummed that I missed that. And then the third keynote speaker was Mali Ronkau. Um, I haven't heard of her before. So my homework is to do some research. I know that a lot of the content that was shared during the conference is content that already exists, is content that these keynote speakers have shared in their books or their podcasts or in other resources. So I have a homework to do some research to connect with some of the people that were at the event to learn more about owning your future and getting more of the content. I think being in the conference, while content was amazing, I think it was more about the experience that comes with being there at that moment. And you really lose track of time. I never check my watch once or my phone. And I was really, really in tune, focused. Um, they all cultivated my attention and they were all so inspiring and so authentic. And that is something that I very much appreciated. So the entire conference was about the experience of course, was about the content, is about how the content is organized, how the content is delivered. So it flows, it makes sense, it gives you tools to really take ownership of your life, um, to own your past, to own your present, and to own your future. So if you ask me, would I recommend this event? Absolutely. If you have the chance to participate on the event in the future, go for it. If I have the chance to be again on a RISE conference, I will definitely participate because it was an amazing a once in a lifetime um, experience. So I know today's episode is really, really long. And this is not the usual. I try to keep these episodes to maximum 30 minutes because I've done some research. And I know that 30 minutes is about the average commute time. And I want to make sure that you're able to listen to every episode as you're commuting to work or picking up your kids or whatever, wherever you're going. But I know it was worth today to spend the extra time. I hope that you found that extra time 
worth it. I hope that you liked today's episode. It was really amazing to share with all of you my key takeaways and my experience and what I learned from this conference. Um, to some extent, I, re- you know, I bring to life again all the memories and it was like I was there back again uh, in Toronto in the conference listening to all these keynote speakers. So I hope you find it helpful. I hope you like it. And if you did, please leave me a review in Apple Podcasts and also make sure that you share the episode with your friends or in social media. Help me spread the word about the Leading Yourself podcast. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.